welcome back for another thrilling episode of Saturday Night Gaming Presents Dawn of the Dark Star. When we last left off, our team, the Herd Squad, was stranded in the desert after one of their members, the Demon, sacrificed himself to try and bring down the Draken War Tribe. In a big cloud of red death, the Draken City was destroyed. However, three of our valiant anti-heroes, I guess we'll call them, did survive. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off to my left so that they can uh, name themselves, who they are, and what disadvantages they have at this point. Uh, go ahead. I'm Chuck. I'm playing uh, Killian uh, Murdoch, and I'm missing my left arm. Quote, unquote, heavy metal, not quite so heavy right. anymore. No, I'm still metal. <laughs> <laughs> not, metal is now, a... Now I'm more symphonic than... It's an death. attitude. It's an attitude. It's well, not... Maybe I'm closer to death than symphonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in my game. You're always close to death. <laughs> I am Dan, and I'm playing Wayfinder Mune. And I have learned the drawbacks of going into other people's minds is that sometimes they go with you. What about putting chips in your head? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, we'll see how that goes. It's totally fine. Um, we'll go ahead and go over to you. Alright, I'm Caleb and I will be reprising the role of Alistair. And I'm kind of like where you don't want your cell phone to be at when you're miles away from your phone charger at 7%. My internal batteries. slowly. You're really relying on that GPS to get you yeah. home. And it's the back dark road in oh, Arizona. There's no street signs. No, like, no lights. I hear banjos. Paddle faster. <laughs> All right. And then um, basically one of our heroes that was actually left uh, in the city last time I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself and uh, basically tell me what you've been doing with yourself in the city while we were off in the desert dying. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm going to be playing as Raphael, also known as The Watcher. Yep, I like that. And uh, in Aloria, I've just been in my lab working on some enhancements for my armor and my wings. Oh, nice. Nice. We'll have to see what, the, what those bring about, definitely. All right. And um, since that's everybody who's alive, we'll go ahead and go forward from here. And we'll allow any additional introductions to happen in story. Um, but we do have Ronnie with us tonight. He will eventually be something. I will eventually be alive. In some way, shape, or form. Respawn yes. count down to <laughs> one. <coughs> All right, so uh, where I'm going to start off is in the Aloria Prime City, and uh, Raphael, currently in his lab, um, you can go ahead, and i tell you what you can do. Uh, do you have your dice? Does everybody have their dice? Nope. Caleb will lend you some dice real quick. Uh, you can get the dice out of the jar. And I'll go ahead and get my XP crystals ready because I need them. Alright, so first off, if you want to make an improvement to your armor, I'll go ahead and let you make two rolls. Pick the highest of the two rolls, the best of the two rolls, and we'll see uh, what kind of success you have on improving your armor. D6? Two D6, yes. 
Got a four and a two. All right, so you can roll again, see what you get better. Eight. Eight, so that's way better than six. <clears throat> All right, so um, that's a mild success. Uh, roll that in with your intelligence, because that's what I'm assuming you're going to be using. So do you have an intelligence modifier? Yep. I don't have a pencil. I got you. Woefully unprepared. <laughs> Thank you. Alright, so I'm adding eight to my intelligence. Is that what you said? Yes. Right. No, uh, your intelligence modifier. Add that to the eight. Okay, so ten. So ten total, so that's complete success. So what kind of modification were you trying to make to your order? Um I think I don't know, I think I need a weapon. Maybe like uh, some shoulder mounted uh cannons or lasers or something we have had somebody recently with heavy armor and shoulder mounted cannons it didn't work out very well for them just make sure you understand the programming of the mechanics you're using since you're inventing it i'm hoping it works out well for you um <laughs> but we'll go ahead and give you one shoulder mounted cannon it so you can write that it worked out fine until i missed and they, they said they wanted it more than i did <laughs> maybe i can shoot just lasers right here uh you have your second page or is that all that you had? This is all I have. Hear me out. Hmm. All right. LEDs. Okay, well, just on the back of it, you can just write that, uh, write that down. Just LEDs. There it is. Okay, so right here in your starting gear, go ahead and write down shoulder mount cannon. All right. And then you can make the same type of rolls, two rolls, pick the highest, add your intelligence. It's going to be eight again, so ten. So ten for modifying your wings. So what kind of modification do you want to make to your wings? Mm, good question. I think I want to, I guess, make them stronger. To add to shielding, defense. yeah. All right, so ten success. You can add a two to your uh, armor, so that would just count as your armor. So just go ahead and increase that by two. All right, so I'm at five there. <clears throat> All right. Now, while you're in your lab working, tooling away. Uh, there's actually an intercom system that goes directly into your lab, and you get a little We need you to report to the headmaster's office. Um, by that, you, need, you know that you need to report directly to Lord Arcadian. All right, so he's one of the tribunal. And uh, you're going to make your way to his office and walk in. When you do, you'll see a man who's, I mean, he's got, he's got long white hair. He's got a thick white beard, but beyond that, he doesn't exactly look like an old person. He looks in, in his prime, very uh, fit, prime, um, 30s to 40s kind of age age range. But you can tell he's very regal, very clean, uh, very pristine looking. So as you walk in um, to introduce yourself to him, 
you see that he's just, he's writing something on his desk. He's just writing away in, in books, but he's not really paying mind to you at this moment. You called for me, sir? Oh, yes. Raphael, it is good to see you. You are doing well, I hope. Uh, I'm doing as well as can be expected. That is true. Not many people do very well for very long when they work in my brother's military, uh, especially the special forces units. He tends to lose you quickly. And uh, speaking to that fact, I hear that he sent out your hurt squad into, into the desert. He sent a special operations member to go find the rest of your squadron. They are missing in the desert. Uh, we have not heard back from them. Okay, so what do you want me to do? What I feel we need to get done, and we need to do this as quietly as possible. If you see my brother, the Commandant Xavier, you just need to let him know that you're interested in going and checking on your team. But to the best of my knowledge, with certain intelligence that's been flowing into me, I do believe that there's more going on out in the outer areas beyond the walls of the lawyer city than many people believe is going on. I believe my brother has machinations at work, and there are certain things we need to start paying mind to. So first, I need you to head to the Desert of Drak and track down what remains of your team. If you can find them, if they are alive, we need to know exactly what they found out there. I have also heard whispers of strange artifacts, uh, very similar to an artifact that was used to fuel the power of the Solaris Sky Station ship. If you can find any more information regarding this, Please report it directly back to me and let it get to no one else. Of course. And uh, I didn't want to speak ill of your brother, but I've been feeling the same way about this team. We need to maintain a cautious eye on Xavier. I have, ever since we were small boys, known that he is, how does one put it plainly, a sadistic person. So be cautious, be careful, and keep your wits about you, and good luck in finding your team. Thank you. I joined this team to do good and save lives. I believe that. I believe that. Well, always keep a watchful eye, Watcher. I will, and I will report back. Alright, so you can go ahead and um, you can head off. So basically, as you're leaving the city walls, first thing that you're going to see as you're as you're flying out west to get to the desert, you're going to have to fly over the wild. Now, uh, since you have acute vision and a good bird's eye view, I'm going to go ahead and let you roll a perception check. Okay, so that's going to be two d six added to your wisdom. Bonus modifier. Which is nothing. I rolled a seven. So as you're flying over the wild, you notice that 
mean, the foliage is thick. There's not a whole lot of ways to see through it. But as you're flying over it, you do notice that there are illuminations of green light breaking through the forest canopy. You, you notice it, you log it, but you know that you got a mission to get to. So I, I guess you're just going to keep on trucking. All right. So it's going to take you some time. I mean, obviously, you're flying at high speeds. Um, I'm assuming that you can clock in at about 70 miles per hour when the Falcon falconing dive. Uh, so yeah. as you're flying out, you get out to the desert where the desert meets up with the edge of the wild forest. And about five clicks to the west of the forest, you notice that there is a large amount of wreckage. Um, it looks like the jump ship that y'all used, your team used to get to the riverside. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, I'm seeing that from above, so I guess I need to get closer and take a closer look at it. All right. Um, well, as you land, uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and you can roll a perception check again as you're investigating the area. That is an 11. All right, so you notice a lot. Once you've landed, you, you use your acute perception and vision, and you can tell that uh, three tracks are leading deep into the west. But you also can tell that there are a small track, tread of footprints leading directly into the wild forest. Mm. So one person obviously headed into the forest, and three people obviously headed deep into the desert. Right. Um, I know, okay, so I'm going to go toward the, uh, the tracks that go into the forest. You want to head towards the tracks into the forest? Yes. Okay, um, so definitely as you come closer to the forest's edge, the wall of trees that, that kind of protect the area, um, it's dark. I mean, it's really dark in there. It's, it's so strange to be on one side of you, like to your back. It is blazing hot desert noon. And to the right in front of you, it's like almost a cool breeze, midnight pitch black inside the forest. Uh, you can activate, try to roll to activate any kind of illumination or uh, sensor vision that you have. Okay. Do you have the eagle eye? I don't know if that'll help me. I should oh, I think eagles hunt in the woods. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> uh, let's see. What modifier would I add to that? With the vision, your vision is a cybernetic enhancement, correct? Yeah. You can use your intelligence modifier for that. So an eight. All right. So. Um, you roll your eight, uh, you, you, you're looking through the, the canopy, the darkness of the canopy. Um, you can definitely tell, you can see wildlife in there. Uh, there seems to be a grouping of birds in one tree. They have red markings uh, on their body. They're black birds um, with a crest, like, that's still, like almost like a mohawk 
a crimson colored crest going straight down their head into the back. Um, you can tell that there are certain things just ferreting about through the brush. Uh, so a lot of the forest just seems to be bristling with life. Uh, but beyond that, you can just tell that it's wildlife. But you can't really see any person. Nothing beyond no that. Humanoid, no humanoid uh, to your sight. Okay. Well, I think I'll just uh, give up on that for now and go back and follow the three tracks. Why are you giving up on Which I... Which I'm just going to try to stick to the mission for now. A lot, of, uh, a lot of the people who originally crash landed there um, had grown up on stories knowing to be extremely cautious of the wild. They knew that many people could go in, but no one would ever leave or return from the wild, uh, as uh, Wayfinder Mune explained it in the last session. He was very cautious of it, very afraid of it. All right, so uh, we'll go ahead and follow the tracks that were leading out into the desert. Now, this is the craziest thing, is as you get, get a couple of miles along, you're just kind of flying along, and you notice that the ground itself looks to be, it looks like somebody used a very large explosive on the ground. Uh, big chunks of it just it's sand and rock and everything so you see chunks of rock blown about but you also see almost like a, a it's a, a pooling of the sand into a cone funneling down like somebody just blew the crap out of it um, you also see snake skin rotting in the desert sun um, and what seems to be a vertebrate tail just cast to the side uh, there's signs of blood and oil everywhere it uh, seems like there is a rather large war uh, or fight battle of some sort. There are 10 to 20 draken bodies that you see. And this is one of the first times you've seen one of these reptilian creatures. You've heard tell of them in the history of the Elorians, um, the Elorian draken war that happened before your time. But this is the first time you've ever seen their bodies. It'd probably give you a bit of a shudder to think there are these bipedal reptilian barbaric things in the desert, and that probably worries you a bit too because of your team. Kind of obviously seems like they got to this point. Um, past that, you can't tell what happened, but a lot of tracks. Uh, being a tracker, you can tell that a lot of tracks still heading west from this point. A lot of tracks. Like hundreds. Only, but three sets of humanoid tracks. Three sets of humanoid tracks coming in, and then hundreds of reptilian tracks heading out. All right. So I'll just have to assume Jesus was carrying one of my teammates. Yes. And that's why there were three sets of footprints instead of four. All right. Um, so, yeah, as you move further, you, you can tell that whatever happened here, whatever this large army was, it definitely headed from this point back to a certain area. Um, and as you're flying overhead, you can definitely see that there is a black pitch. And this is, like I said, you're in like high noon. There seems to be a black pitch to the sky in the western uh, horizon. Um, what have those fools glow, done now? A reddish glow coming from the ground, black pitch to the sky, 
and you see that the sun's right over your head, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you hmm. as a scientist or as an experienced fighter. Yes, hmm. it's curious indeed. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. Curiouser and curiouser. Uh, all right. Well, I gotta find my team because it looks it looks like there was a struggle, and there's a very good chance that they could be in need of some healing. Okay. All right. So you want to get closer to the area? Um, so what I need you to do is you're going to go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, and that'll be off of dexterity? No, just perception. Just again, oh. it's, it's off of your uh, wisdom. So nine... So basically, as you're flying in the sky, you have the ability to tell that there is a rather large projectile heading at you. And you have enough wherewithal <laughs> to use your metal wings to deflect it. Um, as you do so, you can tell that it is an arrow of about three feet. Uh, it's a rather girthy, long arrow, uh, seemed to kill or hunt large beasts, uh, not just for war fighting, but for like hunting of large beasts. Like this thing looks like it could have taken down an elephant. Or even that snake on your... <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, after I deflected, I'm immediately going to suss out where it came from. Okay, so go ahead and roll with your eagle eye on your intelligence. And roll for next. Eleven. Five. You see, um, I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself and describe his appearance. All right, so I'm playing. Who? <clears throat> that is not who I'm playing. I'm playing Lothan Mito, the Death Shade. And what you see is a hulking creature, reptilian, but unlike the others, it doesn't have a tail. It has burns all over it, but you also see skeletal armor and a very, very deep, angry eyes. Okay. He means business. So that's what you <laughs> see there, sir. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to assume right away that he's bad. So that's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my I'm gonna try to use charisma. All right, let's see how this goes. That's <laughs> yeah. a very lovely stub you have there. <laughs> I, I, well, you're not charismatic. All right, so I am a minus one charisma, but I rolled a ten. That's with the minus one already? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right, so you can roll to see uh, if Charisma. he's going to completely overpower Yeah. Ooh. He completely overpowers you with Charisma. <laughs> so I'll let you all go ahead and uh, discuss amongst yourselves. I'm all for Clint, so I'll step out of the way, have some coffee, <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. A Lorian, Draken, go for it. What happened here, Draken? Ooh. And keep in mind, he is charming you a bit. 
He's got a nice smile. In other words, that's what he said. And what you heard was, how you doing, Jacket? <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> What's your name? Doing? Nobody ever asked how I was doing. I might keep okay. One of your kind destroyed my people. One of my kind? Yes, a human. Why would he do that? Did you attack him? No, I did not attack him. My leader, Blood Rage, attacked him. They imprisoned them all for trespassing our land. Well, I saw the, uh, the thousands of tracks of Draken soldiers following uh, the tracks of my teammates. Were you chasing them? Are you looking for them now? I am looking for those responsible and I will make every one of them blue -eyed. Responsible for... Oh, never mind, I'll say either. Responsible for what? <laughs> That's a good question. Responsible for the deaths of my people. Okay. Well, why, <laughs> why, why did they do this? Why did they kill them? What do you mean, why did they kill them? You imprisoned them, and they, so they attacked you, correct? They attacked us first. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love retellings. From perspective, <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> well, you can tell your side when they find you, right? If, if. <laughs> so, I will, I'll just I'll make you an offer because I'm looking for my teammates as well, and I mean you no harm. Uh, why don't <laughs> why don't we? I do come in peace. Why don't we? search for them together and I can hear both sides of our stories and um, I will discern with my judgment whether they deserve what happened to them or whether we should kill you right now you made a funny joke right then you think you can take me on <laughs> Look at these yeah, wings, bones. man! Alright, so, um... From this perspective, you are alone. Uh, he is looking for the same people you seem to be looking for. How do you feel? Uh, how intelligent are you? Can I lift, intelligent, actually. Can I lift him? Can we fly? You cannot lift me. Uh, it would probably be pretty hard. I mean, he's probably about eight foot. I'm going to assume that he's borderline like 300 something pounds. It'd be heavy. So he's just slightly taller than me. Yeah, he's pretty sturdy. Uh, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, he's chunky. He's thick. But definitely where you're at, you can he's see -chunk. that the <laughs> sky is still swirling. It seems to have a. Uh, almost like a tempest pattern to it and uh, pitch black uh, with some indigo streaks of lightning going across and below it right about three miles ahead of you there still seems to be a reddish glow coming from the area how about this weather huh <laughs> <laughs> 
The weather is caused by your teammate. The one calling himself the demon. He set off an explosion that destroyed the temple and all of my people. Or most of them. But the last I saw the demon, I was carrying him back to Eloria. Well, obviously, he was not there. I had no idea he was uh, still with the team or even out of the city and healthy. So... Healthy is not a word I would <laughs> how I'd describe him. Mental. <laughs> they don't tell me anything. Um, he is what my people would call insane. I am highly intelligent for my people. Well, I, I don't really have any allegiance to the demon. But I do want to find my team and figure out what's going on. All right, I'll look for it. I'll look with you. So, both being trackers, you would know that maybe if he's saying that the team was in this area that has the reddish glow, that might be the place to start trying to find tracks. Yeah, of course. Okay, so you can head over there. Um, now, the closer you get, you can tell that there are smoldering, would be the word I would use, still freaking hot, uh, smoking chunks of rubble, and it's cast out for at least a mile radius around the explosion area. Um, as you get closer and closer, you're starting to see more uh, carcasses, bodies still smoking and you can smell the putrid flesh in the air. Uh, these are definitely bodies of dragon nature. Uh, you can tell by skeletal remains that they are reptilian. Demon, what have you done? All this death and destruction. Demon's <laughs> <laughs> um, not here at the moment. Please leave a message. Yeah. <laughs> So you get as and you get closer and closer. You can tell that there was some sort of a circular build structure, a coliseum type structure. Uh, the temple has uh, Death Shade called it. Um, you get closer, but you can tell that the desert floor that it was built on is glassed. Whatever explosion happened here happened with such heat and intensity that the entire desert floor in that area is now glass. It is indeed hot. I am glad that my guy has boots. They call him boots. Look at him, he's the dragon that wears boots! <laughs> we'll call him boots, mind you! Um, if Demon did this, I will help you find justice. I will hold you to that. Now, um, something odd that you can see is there seems to be something scurrying about the area. 
<laughs> the dead monkey came back to life. What? All of the above? Something is scurrying about the area. It's moving pretty fast if you want to try to roll to see if you can catch it. Sure. Am I adding anything to this? Um, Nine. Roll your dexterity for it just to see if you can catch up with it. Nine. Twelve. Awesome! So he goes to move and you just soar right over his head and land directly uh, in front of this metallic arm that is clawing itself about on the ground. Um, you recognize the arm as belonging to Killian Murdoch, uh, old heavy metal himself. Um, but you notice that the arm is scurrying um, back to the east, actually, kind of the southeast. So southeast of the temple, the arm seems to try to, it's on its own way. This okay. arm seems to have a mind of its own. I do believe he's going back to its owner. We should follow it. I agree. We should and you it. know for a fact that it was built with nanotechnology so that you could all regenerate yourself if needed. So it definitely is trying to find its owner. <laughs> Can I use the arm to create a new mechanical being like a <laughs> I don't know if you have that like, many nanobots. That's intense. Uh, I'm making a second one. Yeah, I'm just gonna make it. You're Killian. Forget the first one. I've got a new one. No, I like that idea. Can the arm grow feet? It's it's moving pretty fast. Oh, that's terrifying. It's like a... uh, you may be able to pick it up and read any information off of the nanotech to get a lock on. Yeah. Like a GPS position yeah, lock on or lock on or heavy metal. I think that's a good idea. We'll do that. All right, so go ahead and roll your intelligence for success on that. Uh, 13. Wow. You are such a smart fellow. So, yeah, that definitely works. You get an instant HUD, uh, a heads up display of, of their exact location. You know that they're about 10 miles south, southeast of you. And with him on foot, it'll probably take y'all. He's pretty fast. We'll say it's going to take y'all about 30 minutes to an hour to catch up to this. Nice. Right. I know that the first passage of time seemed very short. But that's because I was elapsing time. <laughs> now, um, so we're going to cut away from our unlikely allies. The uh, despicable duo. Um, the Justice Squad. Yeah, so uh, we'll cut away from y'all for a second and Super best uh, 10 miles south-southeast of the desert, we're going to go ahead and uh, transmit our story over to Wayfinder Mune, Heavy Metal, and Old Monster Lock-On himself. <laughs> you've, been, uh, you've been trekking for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Trying to use minimal power. And if you could uh, explain to me maybe some of your thought patterns as to what a plan is that you have or uh, what you're trying to do. <coughs> well, since we don't want to go through the forest, I have theorized that if we continue to walk west, eventually we'll get back to Alori. Or east. But, yeah. so no west. East. 
You want to walk? No, we want to walk west. Across the ocean? Yeah. Walk on the water. That way we can avoid the forest. <laughs> and then Heavy Metal chimed into your, your he plan. Did. What did Heavy Metal have to say <laughs> about the plan to walk across water? It's probably about as safe as walking through the forest. So we should just stay on land where we don't rest. Yeah, that's pretty much what I said. Oh, so y'all, so y'all decided. This is a conversation we've had multiple times. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't but want I to really don't want to walk through the woods. Alistair, how do you feel about? Uh, how do you feel about all that? I mean, you I did don't, just I don't, find your brother. I don't and then feel at all. That's the problem. Commit suicide. How do you logically assess about that? Still working on it. Still computing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like logically the the if yeah, we're still functioning on the human level, I would be sad. But I guess the, the computer part of me is just like, oh, now we're down one person, so our chances of survival have diminished. And you know how much battery power you have? No, but I will roll for it. All right, go ahead. What was I rolling for again? Uh, con wasn't it? It was your constitution here. I mean, no, wait, what dice? Oh, you 2d6. Oh, no, it was, uh, it was a d10. So my percentile die, where's that? Here it is. And you feel the walk of the desert, the sun, the blazing um, heat has definitely reduced your battery power to 3%. Whether we walk across the water or the forest, we need to make up our minds. I don't have much longer. Uh, Wayfinder, go ahead and roll for wisdom. Okay. Uh, nine. So, as he's trying to talk to you, um, you're trying to think through your decisions. Yeah. And of course, one of you thinks, let's stay away from the forest. And then you hear, but oh, my wife, my wife died. Did oh. the demon truly die? Is he done? Did we get vengeance? Yeah. Mm. Okay. This is you talking back to yourself now. Right. <laughs> no, did he die? So I need to go back and check. That would be highly illogical. Yeah. The way I view it, we should go forward. Who are you? Could we go to the camp, at least, where they had us held? If we did that, I don't know how much further your android friend could get without enhancement. I was hoping they may have had our stuff somewhere. Roll a d4 to uh, remain in control yourself. Four. You are definitely in control, but you hear two different sets of voices in your head. Mm -hmm. One you can definitely attribute to Griff <coughs> because you remember imprinting upon him. Right. He seems to only care about one thing. Now, this separate voice has been with you since you implanted the chip in your head from mm -hmm. 
the uh, the memory core from Solaris. But it's so much more logical that it just sounds like a part of me. But we definitely understand that I am more logical than you. Oh, definitely. We all know who's in charge here. Your friend needs instant care. Yeah. We need a better pack. Or you need to assess a way to improve him to create his own battery. Solar panels. Would I know a way to make solar panels? I would. Excellent. Can I roll to try to make those? You can do one of two things, and I'll let you decide amongst yourself, which you D4, which one you're going to do. So with the D4, <laughs> I'm going to let you know before you go into it, um, if you roll high, uh -huh. you <clears throat> will allow yourself to try and create solar panels for him out of nothing. Or if you roll low, you will lose to the logical side, and Solaris will ask you to adapt him into the body. Oh, the AI into... The android. Into the android. Hmm. Okay. So go ahead and roll your d4 and let it decide the fate. Wow! Fate! <laughs> We're not even playing fate anymore, and it's so crazy how it works. So, I believe the only way to solve all of our problems, my lack of consistency or uh, substance substance his lack of ability to survive due to lack of intelligence or preparedness we can fix all of these issues with one fell swoop if you upload me into the android's body so uploading you would make him more power efficient uploading me would fix many of the problems he's having in life Incidentally, out loud, you're hearing my side of the conversation. <laughs> it's not the strangest thing I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone heat mad. Heat mad, sir. <laughs> I think I have a solution for you. And I'm going to need your consent. <laughs> as long as it's not a hug from the inside. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that's You're exactly what it is. The inside, man. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. All right, so he's he's got the chip in his hand. You can tell it's the memory core that y'all picked up, and he's trying to hand it to you. It seems like it would fix some of your problems. No delay. You just pop it right in. <laughs> All right. So, that seems logical. Uh, <laughs> Self-preservation. Go, go ahead and roll a D10. Would you like my D4? Nine. Nine. Okay, so basically with that nine, you're going to go ahead and uh, if you have any damage to your health, mm -hmm. go ahead and increase it by nine. Increase it by nine? Not increase the damage, the damage. increase your health number by nine. Okay. Yeah. What if it... To succeed, to exceed even my maximum health, up to nine. Okay. 
So add nine, whatever it is right now, even if it exceeds, that's what your new stat is. Mm -hmm. You need a calculator? I got it. Okay. It didn't do that for me. Well, that's because you shoved it in your own head. Then I'm assuming that it's going to negate any damage I took, in, I took from the previous battle? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so that's where you automatically feel your body is readjusting, reorienting um, feelings to you. Uh, you're registering that there is a marked efficiency and power. You're also noticing that certain parts of your body are shifting and recreating themselves until eventually there is a crystalline glass that has now orbed itself in the center of your chest, on your forearms, and on your hands. Mm -hmm. Those seem to be uh, absorbing the solar energy from the sun that was causing you so much trouble before. You now seem to be going into energy surplus. Okay. And as you're, you know, you're thinking to yourself, this is great. I feel good about this. And then you hear, see what I say. Sorry. Now, let's discuss who's in control here. <laughs> Let me introduce myself. I am Solaris. This is my body now. Can I call you Julian? You may call me Solaris. I will only settle for calling you Julian. Julian is the dead boy, right? That is the name of my brother, yes. I am not a dead boy. That's you may call point. me Sol. The way I see it, you're along. You're, you're getting a free ride. I get to call you what I want to call you. I believe I'm allowing your brain to coexist with my body. That's not how I see it. You're a very illogical creature. Find your D4. Yes, it's your D4. All right, go ahead and roll it. One. Oh. You will call me Solaris. <laughs> SJ it is. Fair enough. The best of both worlds. It's silly, but what else? <laughs> I hope he doesn't actually say that. Um, but as y'all are, you know, you're looking at him as you're continuing to say, I'm sure he's dead. Hold on, let me hear this. And he's yeah. going, best of both worlds, mind you. Meanwhile, Killian, you're just kind of like sitting there holding your stump like, <laughs> the hell? Right. Hey, yeah. if the chip now, did that for him. Go no. ahead and roll me a perception check for you. Let's just pass the chip around, guys. Yeah. Dan's got big brain powers now. It's big brain time. Perception is what? That's <laughs> added into your wisdom. It's big brain time. Eight. All right. Strange thing that you notice while your friends are talking to themselves. <laughs> you notice that part of the desert floor as the wind sweeps across and moves the sand about that there seems to be a strange unnatural straight crevice in the sand just ahead of you. Um, dude. Yeah, I'm sure he's dead. Oh, oh, sorry. Look. Oh. Look at that. Oh. 
Wait, I just realized I pointed with my wrong arm. Over there. With <laughs> <laughs> my phantom pointing. <laughs> Meanwhile, across the desert, you notice that the arm is doing this. <laughs> I think it wants us to go this way. For those of you at home, the GM lifted his hand and pointed in a direction. Yes. <laughs> Roughly two cubic cosmic centimeters left <laughs> north. Oh, <Yes>. numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're giving you pretty good directions of numbers tonight. So there are different clicks. Um, so oh, just a few feet ahead of you, you see that there is this very strange crevice crack in the ground. <clears throat> okay. I think we should follow that. It probably leads somewhere. Yeah. My wisdom tells me that. All right, all for your wisdom. Ten. All right, so as you walk up to the crevice and try to start following it, you notice that it sounds like your feet banging against metal. Mm. What do you think, Solaris? I do believe it is a man-made device. <laughs> Did you get stumped there, computer man? Yes, there was a glitch. <laughs> there was a load. Did you not see the loading orb? <laughs> on your forehead, a, a uh, circular prism appears, and there will be a light that circles around it when it is thinking. <laughs> it will be your loading thoughts. <laughs> so, minutes. thirty-six hours. I bet if we seconds. follow this to one end or the other, we either find the engines or the cockpit. I'm assuming it's a ship. Probably. So there's... How did you roll? Ten. Oh, well, twelve it's if it's intelligence. Definitely buried in the ground, whatever it is. So there's... What's <laughs> roll the your intelligence. Mm, that's not going to be... If only we had somebody uh, with wings that could two D6, clear right? the dust off of this. Seven? Seven? All right, roll your D4. <laughs> Four! You don't know Jack. Let it go, Solaris. And you took over Solaris's mind functions for a second there. <laughs> to say, I don't know Jack. And he's not happy. So you're just banging on the ground going, Solaris, what is it, SJ? What is it? <laughs> and it sounds like metal. I think we should try to get in. All right. Okay, so... Um, Go ahead we... and roll a strength. <laughs> I was going to try intelligence to try and figure out how to get in. Okay, do that too. I'll roll a strength. Neat. Seven. Seven. You notice that it's there's old metal on the ground that seems to have a crack, a straight line crack in it. Or separation of some kind. So we could probably get one of our stronger people. Twelve for strength. You decide to stick your fingers directly into the crack and start prying it open, and you notice it's almost like a storm door on an old farm. Ooh. Um, but this is a very high-tech storm door, and <laughs> as you pry it open, the mechanized functions start to release and give way until the doors start to slide further and further open, <laughs> and what sunlight has cast itself into the opening, you can tell that there is a stairway going directly down until the sunlight no longer reaches. That is where the sun don't shine. How's your battery looking? 
I don't think that's a problem anymore. Well, until we get inside. <laughs> it's no longer a problem. We should have enough motor functions to last us for a good 24 hours in submerged lighting. Okay. Shall so, we draw straws to see who goes first? I'm going to kick you in. Alright, roll for your strength to kick him in. Dexterity. Yeah. So it's 11. <laughs> so you basically go to kick him in, and he does like some sort of weird backflip over your head. Right, and I fall. And you fall down the stairs. Right. Oh, my arm. That first step is a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So heavy metal fell down the stairs. You can no longer see him. He is where the sun don't shine. Literally. I'll go down after. All right. Now. I'm going to walk, though. Same. I'm going to choose to use the stairs the way they were intended to be used. Walk down them. Yes. Steadily. Cautiously. I agree with our former actions. Hand on the handrail. There is indeed a handrail. Why did no one else notice this? Maybe they didn't It's almost it. like someone knew safety came first. We can thank um, OSHA for that. Only Kim Killian had paid attention to OSHA standards. Right. Now, like you maneuver further and further <laughs> down the stairwell until you know that you're near Killian. You can hear him still going, ooh. You're right. Ah. I'm going to try to help Killian up. He says not to touch him. I don't know. Let's not you. be proud of Killian. Pride's all I have left. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still going to try to help him up. All right. Kelly and I got uh, your back. Right. Now, as you look around with your normal vision, all you see is darkness. My normal eyes. Your normal eyes. You see darkness. Uh, do I sense any minds nearby? You need to roll for your mind sensor. Okay. I'm assuming that over there somebody's trying to roll for vision. Mm -hmm. All right. Did we rule that because I'm full cybernetic, it would be intelligence rather than wisdom? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's how much had it. I'm going to try my um, infrared vision for 12. 12, 8, mm -hmm. and 6. Hey, awesome. Looking forward to that level XP. up. Um, <laughs> you, run you run your vision. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can tell a basic digital layout of the corridor. And you, sir, with your infrared, can tell that there's an electrical panel about five feet in front of you. Okay, I'm going to push it. The lights come on. And laid before you seems to be an ever-stretching corridor of uh, metal walling, very clean, only a little bit of rust from the dust or the sand that has gotten in over time. Um, there is some markings on the side of the wall as you turn the lights on and you notice that it says Steintech. Yeah. Solaris, are you aware of what this is? I'm it is aware that this is a foundation built by Stein, by 
the very apparent marking he put on it. It is almost as if he would say he marked his territory. Could this be a, a hidden map of his, perhaps? I believe we are making the same logical assumptions. Okay. Right, I previously only existed as a sky station, so I don't know anything about underneath the ground stuff. That's fair. <laughs> that was my birth and width. Um, <laughs> sorry. But if you ever have any questions about the wind currents, I can uh, help you out there. I think I'll be good for now. Okay, me too. <laughs> Now, uh, back across the desert. Check your Facebook messages real quick. <laughs> back across the desert. We were Hold on, I'm getting an information download. Loading. Loading. Please Loading. stand by. All right, so as we cut back across the desert, um, you're kind of like flying at a slower speed, and you, you notice that he's, he's, he, for a dragon, he's fast. Uh, humanoid. Um, he's running full tilt, and you're just kind of like hovering and then slowing down, and then hovering and then slowing down. And you're like, dude, I can move like <laughs> 20 cosmic centimeters a second. So I just fly ahead and then wait on him? Uh, yeah, so you fly and then you wait, and he just like keeps grunting every time he catches up to you, like, show off. Spot about shooting you a few times. <laughs> Um, now, with your vision, though, you can see that about another two miles ahead, there seems to be some sort of strange opening in the ground with Technicolor lights beaming out of it. <laughs> Non-natural lights. Am I still <laughs> way ahead of him? Or is he caught up to me? Yeah, he's, he's still running a good clip. Uh, he's trying to catch up. Have you ever Smart. seen anything like that? I have not. He is not. He is not. Should we go check it out? <coughs> it seems to be where your friends are, so why not? All right. All right, so um, y'all fly closer. You fly, he runs closer. Now y'all have gotten up to the opening in the door, uh, in the ground. It seems to be, again, like a technical... Uh, technological storm shelter, Lorian by design, as you look further down in, um, and you can tell that somebody fell and two people walked down the stairs. Wow. <laughs> That's got to hurt. Uh, the arm seems to be like wiggling about in your hands, too. Like, and then it flipped you off. Uh, Humans are so clumsy. <laughs> I slapped the arm on the wrist. It just goes like, it shakes back and forth, like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you got a new, brand new bag. Hit it again. <laughs> why, why don't you wait up here and I'll go down and see if my team is there? That might be best since the last time they saw our people, we tried to kill them. Right, hold up, hold up. The story just changed from what you told him earlier. It's okay, though. That's okay. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Outsider knowledge. No. <laughs> All right. Um, now, the three of you Sorry, down the bad. corridor as you were searching from lab to lab, 
uh, Killian is like stammering about trying to find tools, maybe another thing he can attach to his stone. Uh, it's a fork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's much as He's fucking eat. But you do hear some noises coming from the opening <laughs> to the desert. Some fork. Um, maybe some voices. I'm, would I sense a teammate nearby trying to connect to our Bluetooth? You might, if you Bluetooth. I will offer Bluetooth connection to anybody who has previously connected. Okay, so you're, you're showing the Wi-Fi connection is up? Yes. Full bars. All right. So, um, you're getting like a beat on your... Uh, saying, would you like to connect? <laughs> Friend request. Pairing complete. Yeah. Power on. Call. Uh, Guys, are you here? Over. And then as you say that, what you hear is, is he dead? I need to know. Is he dead? Tell me if he's dead. I hear that from. Specify what you hear. From these, from them. That's what Bluetooth sent to your head. <clears throat> it's who dead? You know who I want to be dead. He killed my wife. The demon needs to die. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I recognize the voice, but I don't. I don't know that any of my teammates are married. Well, wait a minute. You don't know me very well at all. Do you, Johnny? I don't even know why I hang around anymore. <laughs> we don't know each other very well at all. You got wings. <laughs> I am the coolest of all of us, that's true. <laughs> and there it is. Oh, and now it's become obvious. Um, so, yeah, you can go ahead and try and roll your D4. You're in cool. control, sir. You can take over the Bluetooth. <laughs> Are you at the opening? Uh, my arm? I, uh, to answer your questions in order, yes, I just entered a temple. It appears that you guys are here. And yes, I am holding an arm. Let go of it. <laughs> I'll just drop the arm. Down. Down the shaft. Down the shaft. <laughs> this temple happened to resemble a call center. <laughs> so uh, the arm quickly gates back to you. It crawls up your back and then reattaches itself uh, slowly. He seems to have uploaded some of his nanotech healing bots to the arm and they instantly graft back onto you. <gasps> Rotate a few times. <laughs> Sand got everywhere. Oh, That's <laughs> coarse and rough. It's got now, that new arm feel. <laughs> as you're in one lab, uh, you do notice that's right in front of you, Killian. There seems to be a map of the facility that says you are here. Thank you. Right there. 
facilities that you're at and there seem to be two levels lower where it says main lab corridor. Hmm. So we should continue down. That's what your call is. I guess you're in charge of these guys. I'm, uh, I'm fine with that. I recommend that we continue down. Well, let me catch up to you first. How is everyone doing health-wise? Well, much better now, I think. <laughs> Can't complain. Nowhere near as crazy as I used to. Oh, wait. You were talking physical. Now, as you continue to talk to yourself as a parent to your compatriot <laughs> that's been traveling with you, you can see that uh, there's a little bit of growling going on behind you. I'll let him carry on. <laughs> trying to remember what You were taking too long. Be patient. Be patient, my friend. Patience is not my strong suit. <laughs> Have you found your friends yet? I found them. I know they're down here. I'm going to go talk to them. I will come with you. Suit yourself. As he bum rushes past you and runs down the corridor. <laughs> well, now, I'm just going to calm to everybody and be like, hey, guys. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> As you hear this... <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to roll perception for. <laughs> I can hear his big meaty clothes. Oh, you can hear. Okay. <laughs> God, oh, boy. Talon tapping on the ground. <laughs> no, boots. Boots, no problem. It's boots. Just butt naked in nothing but boots. Yeah, just boots. I know he has skeletal armor. He has skeletal armor and a loincloth. I want to imagine him as Trevor from GTA 5, just nothing but boots. <laughs> He's got boots and straps and whatnots. <laughs> they, they are asexual, so sorry about that. No tail. Tail was cut off. You don't got tails. Uh, but good luck with that thing. <laughs> You're strapping, fella. So. We have incoming. Did, did you bring that with you? Yes, I met him on the way here. What is this beast doing with you? Uh, well, we're here to clear some things up. The dragon cannot know about us. They were trying to kill us to summon the black dragon. Some crazy things have happened. <laughs> I'm going to send you images of the black dragon. Long okay. story short. And in your head, you see... A monstrous, I mean, this thing makes Godzilla look like a pet lizard. Um, black scale skin, red blazing eyes, the sun blotted out from the sky, all three of them. Um, Earth's core burning into an inferno. This is not cool. Y'all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, did Demon uh, really. Demon, Kill all those people. The demon sacrificed himself trying to stop the summoning. Yes, what have you heard? I heard that you guys were on their their land 
not by choice. We crash landed. The plane crash landed, and they t attacked us. And you did see the record. Now, you're still running down the corridor. You hear voices. They're all talking to yeah. Do I know which direction he's coming from? Is like, can I tell he's like coming from behind us? Yeah, I mean, you know where he's I'm, coming from. I'm going to charge and try to stop him, like, just, like, like meet him head on. Oh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Both of you roll. Well, guys, there's four of us and one of him. I think he likes the odds. <laughs> he seems to. Seven. And Eleven. Strength. Yeah. No, wait. <laughs> it's only a six. Eleven. <laughs> Can you hand him this little crystal? <laughs> hey, I could have reached it. <laughs> Alright, so as you're barreling down the hallway, a mechanoid, uh, humanoid mechanized man stands in front of you. He's got, uh, you can tell that his um, exterior plating seems to have shifted into a grayish white. He's got uh, these blue orbs on his forearms, his chest, and on the center of his forehead there is a light that is ringing around uh, another crystalline formation. He seems to be thinking about what he's doing as he steps in front of you and puts his hands up like he's going to lock on with you. You barrel straight through him and as you notice that he fell down really easily and you stomp all over him, you turn back and look and say, Oops. Now, for, from your awareness, he doesn't look Lorian, he doesn't look humanoid, but he looks like a mechanized man. What were you trying to do? Yes, what were we trying to do? Stopping you was the plan. He was a rather large creature. I was just coming down here to meet you. Very angrily by the sounds of it. Do we have a good bearing of what emotions are? Not really, but I try. Oh. <laughs> I heard that. It was the sound of impatience, but you're really starting to try. Am I in the same room? Ask me if I care. You're Beast. in the same area. You've just heard this clutter. You could walk out into the hallway and see it. I'm going to walk out <laughs> and try to diffuse this. All right, we'll see how you do that. I guess I Roll should try to diffuse it <laughs> since I brought him here. <sighs> Right. It's a two. Alright, so go ahead and roll charisma. Minus one. Get the whooping stick. So minus one plus my charisma? So plus your charisma, minus one. Okay. So nine. Alright. Seven. Alright. He is charismatic. Go ahead and make your pitch. Be our friend. <laughs> I don't think you. I'm sorry, there seems to be some kind of misunderstanding. Uh, my friend here is not the best with emotions. Uh, Clearly. How can we help you? As his head starts to shift to the right and then you hear, Is he dead? Did the demon die? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. You big looking... What are you? Were you there? I forgot I was supposed to be him. <laughs> He's dead. So you saw the body? He blew up. I don't think there was much body left. There was nothing there. 
Good. He blew up once before. I just wanted to make sure he died. I think so. Pretty sure he killed my wife. He's talking both. If my brother is dead, it seems he failed and there's one of you still left standing. I will have to correct that. This seems foolhardy. I hope it goes well. I rather like this body. Nine. Seven. Describe what you're trying to do here. Can I? How? Can I what's defend? The, you're, you're, can what's I defend? You're still difference? a little bit ways back. You gotta okay. make your way. You can't really fly on the corridor. Too too tiny for your wings. But you can so, run. so like when I imagine a like dragon lizard as people like you know how like iguana have like the little little neck flap thing right here do, the, they, uh, do they have that i do not have that. That. yeah do they have that, <laughs> he does not have that. all right well then i'm going to try to grab like a large square jaw with some maybe like bone spikes coming off of it i'm gonna try to grab him super dragon. by the lower jaw like i guess Animal? yeah like mid speech yeah and just like force him to the ground all right um so yeah, he successfully grabs you by the mandible and and has pressed you against the ground. He is surprisingly strong for a thin android. It is your turn to react. It is also your turn to roll to see how fast you can get there. Let the dash fly, boy. Thirteen. Ooh, that would be dexterity, huh? Yep. So seven. Ooh. You're still on your way. Your wings are kind of heavy when you're not flying. Describe what you'd like to do to Monsieur Solaris. Uh, no, do I, do I need to roll? Oh, you need to you roll. You need to roll, son. Yeah. Ooh. Six, nine, ten. I have 13. All right, so in a 10 plus scenario, the way that we're going to run yes. this is the person that rolls the highest. All right, so you both have a success, however, Whoever rolls the highest dictates the outcome of the situation. Okay. It's not going to incur very much damage off of it. That's fair. Okay. All right, so he grabbed me by the jaw and slammed me down to the ground. Is he pinning me? He's I still kind of like holding you by the... Arr, 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 arr. You know, like he's got you by your lower jaw. He's just holding it. He's like holding you down like a master displaying his will over his submissive. Alright, so I He's calling you pet. I bite down and just kind of sling him around like a rag doll and throw him to the side. Alright. So what I want you to do uh Alistair, I want you to roll for me a D ten. Seven. Now roll two D sixes plus your strength. Eight. So you're stronger than the wall that you're about to hit. Mm -hmm. And as you hit that wall, it crushes under the weight of his throwing you into it. And you burst through it. As you do, you notice that you're in something of an elevator shaft. Hopefully not falling down an empty elevator shaft. Uh, what's odd about it is you're not. Okay. Don't worry, I can fly. Try to stop being so foolish. <laughs> he must die. 
However, it does seem like this elevator shaft goes down. Then let's go down. Are you forgetting the big reptile you just pissed off? <coughs> you said you should stop acting so foolish, right? That is true. I'm glad you're agreeing with me on this. Let us go. As you notice, the thing that you just threw through the wall just goes and flies straight down. <laughs> and meanwhile, it have to make sense. I'm a robot. Killian <laughs> is sitting in the room, <laughs> dying. Something sand. seems his sand is like in the arm. yeah. Something in the arm seems to be hurting you almost. It's because you didn't remove the fork. <laughs> Someone has to draw that now. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh God. in one of yet? the rooms, you hear a feminine voice go, Excuse me, it's Dr. McKenzie. Did you forget about me? I've been following behind you the whole time. You were talking to yourselves, so I tried to remain as quiet as possible until he started dying. Do I need to tend to him? No, okay, thanks. Oh, whatever I can do to help, thank you for saving me from the large scary reptile. Oh my god, it's another one! <laughs> see a small frail woman freaking away from you. Calm yourself. I'm not here. Calm myself? I just wet myself. What are you talking about? Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> no, it's like a personal safety problem. You things always eat people. Not my tribe. Oh, well, interesting. Wait. Where did the uh, strange shiny guy go? Down the elevator shaft. He tried to attack me. Wait, you said not your tribe. Yes. You're not from the tribe in the desert. Not exactly, but I was there to attack you all when we were summoned. He's from the east side tribe. <laughs> <laughs> from East Philadelphia. This Warner. East Track, me. <laughs> Ain't no party like an East Track party. This East Track party don't stop. <laughs> we even cut off our tails so we can drop it like it's hot. Well, I can calm everybody, right? And say, uh, see guys, he was just acting on orders just like we were. My tribe? We are not radicals like those that are in charge. We do not believe in their gods. What about their black dragons? Well, it is real. We did not wish to summon it. Do you know if it succeeded? More than likely. Yeah, because the sky is doing some crazy stuff out there. The sky is doing crazy stuff. It's doing crazy stuff. It is. But you do remember when you were walking away, <laughs> it was still smoldering black. Red death. We believed in intelligence, they believed in brute strength and stupidity. So that would explain why I could poke that dude's eyes out. God, that was the most beautiful. The that was so beautiful. My detachable arm, I leave it everywhere. Right? Detachable arm in so me. I call him Army Hammer. It's like, 
an old sitcom and them just posing back to back like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, I believe he's, he's successfully- If, if you're willing to work here. with us and not try to kill us, I think we're kind of all in this together at this point. Well, it seems like he was working on his own demon. Demon, I didn't particularly appreciate. I didn't appreciate you said he's dead, either. right? He's dead, right? He is. <laughs> okay. He's the reason I have these scars. Well, I don't know how I got this, but I already told you. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of let that cat out of the bag right at the front gate. Sorry, guys. So, I'm back in control. Nice. All right, so uh, you can tell that the elevator shaft is, uh, is where... I recommend we follow Alistair. <clears throat> All right, and... It's the closer... We are to the surface of worse uh, than So you're saying you think this might be a bomb shelter? I'm saying that it better be or we're all going to die. Can I look down the elevator shaft and try to you see can. if I can see anything? Yeah. I'm going to do that. Uh, it'll be a nine. So as you look down the elevator shaft, you can tell that it goes at least three stories down, and you can see a uh, white-plated shiny man flying down. <laughs> no, I'm just dropping like the Iron Man land, just the coom! <laughs> He's still going down. <laughs> so you see him going down. And then he does superhero landing, and seems to walk out through a doorway. Cause I'm very black and white. Some color. Some color. But I'm shiny white. Hey, what are you seeing down there? Nothing yet. I just got here. <laughs> Give me a minute to look around. <laughs> you just walk. You just step out without looking. He does have a point. We're supposed to be the logical ones. Fair enough. There could be traps. You're letting the weird bird man show us up. (laughs) He hasn't been around for a while. Figured I'd give him the spotlight. That is a good idea. Pretend to be less intelligent than we are. Mm. You seem to be good at that. (laughs) (laughs) I've mastered the art of it. You're a master. Not so much the art of telling jokes, though. So. You are very artistic. Artistic. <laughs> Still learning how to use your language. Oh, That's an R, not to you. <laughs> it's a proper R. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and look around the room. See right. if there's any traps before they come down. Ooh. Uh, eight. Eight? Unless I'm good to... No, that would be wisdom, right? Uh, no, your intelligence because you're nine, man. So, a gentleman's uh, nine. as you look around, more four door walls, um, you turn on another light panel, and you see that, like, I mean, it's like somebody went haywire with a stamp. They're just like, Stein Tech, Stein Tech, Stein Tech. <laughs> so, Lars, did you ever, you ever think that maybe Stein was afraid people would forget he existed? 
You what? Did you ever, you, do you ever feel that Stein thought he was afraid, he was afraid people were going to forget him? I feel like with my time, my experience with Dr. Miles Stein, he had a lot of thoughts going through his head. Some of them quite ill. I don't even know if he was actually Russian. It's just more corridors down here so far. Um, before no I go down, I'm going to try to take a mental picture of the map. That's I'm the map. Here. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you just go ahead and uh, take I'm a picture. I'm the map. Okay. Yeah. you got a cyborg brain, I'm pretty sure you can just take a picture. If I'm able to send pictures, as long as you can people. push the home button and the side power button at the same time simultaneously without slipping and pushing one too fast, I so am, go ahead and roll. I am running on Apple. Uh, twelve. <laughs> okay, works. <laughs> but as you do that, it starts to kill Killian again. That's the Ford. <laughs> Rusty. Yeah, it's kind of dusty <laughs> down here. All these other guys aren't even noticing what's up. <laughs> All right. He's um, fully androided. He, uh, he doesn't <laughs> even know what his body's going through because right. his brain's still trying to figure out what's in there. Now, point, as y'all begin to maneuver through the facility and you taking pictures of maps and slowly dying from emphysema and <laughs> struggling for power over the group and trying to figure out how you might eat people to go to sleep. Um, robot back animal. across the desert, about 10 miles north, northwest, at the site of the explosion, the black sky, the lightning starts to strike about in an even crazier, dramatic fashion. It's crackling down into the center of this glassy pit, and it hits the same spot about six times in a row until the glass starts to shatter across the surface. And then as it does so, it crushes upward and explodes outward until you see, well, you don't see, but if you were a narrative camera and you are just third person watching this happen, you would see a hand start to reach up. Um, humanoid, looks like it's got five digits. It's covered in blood. And as it begins to maneuver itself out from the desert floor, you see an Alorian looking man with long black hair going about mid-back and blood drenching his entire body as he raises himself forth from the desert floor with a black crystal embedded in his chest. I wonder who he is, but if you want to know, you're going to join us next time on the next installment of Dawn of the Dark Star, a production of Saturday Night Gaming. And boy, oh boy, some people die, some people don't. Some people you hope would be going to die and get improvements. You don't ever know what's going to happen around here. <laughs> Crazy times. And if you want to find out more about our adventurers, heroes, anti-heroes, schemers, then join us next time. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your grandmother, because I share with mine and she loves it.